Hey there. You got a bunch of leads, but too swamped to make heads or tails out of them? When it comes to sealing the deal, you just throw out a number and hope for the best? Well, it's time to change that too. Welcome to the Million Dollar Pipeline Challenge, tailor-made for the home services and remodeling pros just like you. We're cutting through the clutter, showing you how to chat with your customers and nail your pitches and boost those conversions. No more guesswork, just solid strategies to grow your business. Tune in to transform your approach and let's build that million-dollar pipeline together. Text the word MONEY to 844-949-1984. That's the word MONEY to 844-949-1984 to begin your million-dollar pipeline challenge today. Welcome to Blue Collar BS, a podcast that busts the popular myth that we can't find good people, highlighting how the different generations of today, the boomers, Gen X, Millennials, and Gen Z are redefining work so that the industrial revolution that started in the U.S. stays in the U.S. Welcome back, Brad, to this episode of Blue Collar BS. How are we doing today? Today is another great day, Mr. Stephen Doyle. We're alive, awake, alert, and enthusiastic on this Friday afternoon recording session. Oh, that's awesome. It's actually sunny here. It's sunny here, so it's a good day. It's not snowing, raining, doing all that kind of fun stuff. So Spring is on the way. Oh, it is. Only for snow to happen in a few days. So, woo! Baby! (laughs) (laughs) So, Brad, who do we got on the show today? Today's guest I am super excited to have. We had to pimp him a little bit to uh, get him out of his comfort zone out on LinkedIn. We kind of baited him into coming on the show. It's a gentleman that I have the utmost respect for that I've worked with in the past when we were at Bucyrus. He's been in the manufacturing industry for 25 years. Awesome problem solver. Great guy to teach, learn, and educate and uh, gets the respect of his employees and his coworkers to the nth degree. Uh, Mr. Adam Schrank. Wow, that's quite the introduction there, Brad. I appreciate that. <laughs> those are those are not words that I would use lightly, but they are all true and sincere. And we've been through uh, some battles and some wars, and some great education and some great times. I, I have the utmost respect for what you do and how you do it and how you are able to take a team of blue collar workers and put them together to accomplish amazing things. I just go back to your assembly floor days and we were starting to do the, you know, Kanbans and the visual learning management and all those other fun things. And the resistance you had to go through, but the success you had at the end of it was just absolutely freaking amazing. So um, yeah, it was, the, it was a benefit of uh, having a lot of people around at the time that helped me get there, I think is a, a big part of it. You know, I, I think I went down to that situation, not knowing, I didn't know what I didn't know. And, um, <laughs> it learned by, <laughs> learned, learned by making some mistakes and then ultimately figuring out that, uh, I think there was one discussion I had where it was, you know, it was like, Adam, you're going to, you're telling everybody that you're going to fix this, uh, department and we're going to get better. And so what's your plan? What are you going to do? And I'm like, I don't have the time for that right now. I got a lot of stuff going on. We're, you know, at the time we were redoing our assembly building and moving stuff around. And he's like, well, I don't know how you're going to hold up to what you're saying you're going to do there. And then I thought about it. I'm like, dang, he's right. You know, I got got to figure out how I can do that. (laughs) You did it. That's the best part is that you did it. And you got, you got those around you to support you and, you know, leveraging your, you know, your personal power that you had within the organization, along with, 
influencing others to, to, to paint the vision and paint the picture um, to eliminate the pain points. And it was fantastic. It was, it was one of the best times of working that, I, you know, that whole, that whole period of time where we had the really great group of t- people together made all the difference. And that yeah, was fun. It was a blast. So thank you for coming on this little show. We call you're Blue welcome. BS. Thank you for inviting me. Yes. We thank you, Adam. We appreciate so first, you your comfort zone. So the first question that we got for you, Adam, is the one, one question we ask everyone is what generation do you self-identify with? Yeah, that's pretty easy. I was just in a group meeting about two months ago, and I'm a Gen X. So we had uh, the action to take to figure out, like, what what symbol do you do you recognize or what you'd use to describe your generation? And what kind of music would you describe as part of your generation? And I, I think we came up with something around probably around Pearl Jam or <laughs> or Stone Temple Pilots or and then. And then, like, the boombox was also another yeah. uh, symbol of our generation, I think, is, you know, when I was a kid, I remember having the boombox and the cassettes and stuff like that. And I, I, I Why are you taking your head, things. Steve? You don't remember any of that. You're too- <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> oh, don't so, even. Yeah, the, the other, I had my 8-track player. The other interesting part of that conversation is when we were in that meeting or that discussion, it was a peer group offsite type thing with different leaders from different companies. And um, we had millennials in there and Gen X and person that leads the group is a boomer. And so it was interesting to hear that, you know, everybody is kind of worried about not being relevant, you know, or not staying up to speed on things, even, well, I say even millennials, but it's interesting to hear that from a younger generation uh, even concerned about not being relevant with Gen Z coming in the organization or the working uh, working environment. So it's an interesting conversation. That would have been a fun one to be a, a fly on the wall to hear all the things that would go back and forth from that generational perspective. Yeah. Um, how are you seeing it from your experiences and that conversation, that relevancy piece being acted upon or uh, brought into the workplace to uh, have everybody feel relevant and, and important. Yeah. I think first of all, as far as gen, the generation Z, the new uh, group of, of generation coming into the organization, um, just having kids in that generation helps kind of understand, you know, <laughs> what's going on there. So I think that's a benefit actually, even though, you know, I, I truly believe that I don't know if it, really matters that much as far as to understand the differences between generations is probably important more importantly is just to you know lead in a way that everybody that you're understanding that you're a servant leader and you create a work environment that is welcoming for people no matter what their experience or background is is what i think we need to focus on more maybe than focusing on the differences and talking about the differences. And because I think everybody wants to do well, everybody wants to perform if they're in a, in a position or an area and how do we lead through that is, is the most important thing to me, I believe. Could not agree with you more, right? However, there are so many, so many opportunities right now in today's society to create division versus togetherness. 
Yeah. And even from an ownership perspective, from some of the small mom and pop shops and things, the boomers don't want to listen to those things because they're at the top of the food chain. It's like, well, hang on. You probably led that way when you were younger um, as you were with more of your peers. But now that you're not, your peer group is not the same people doing all the work. Now it just becomes a talk tell instead of a leadership perspective. Yeah. And I can, I can uh, understand that too. Cause I see myself at times getting into a situation where now, now I'll say that we here um, haven't really done any remote work. We've always come to the facility here in the shop. We did a little bit for a while so we're not dealing with some of the things that other companies are dealing with, with how do we get people back into the office? Cause we never really did a full, you know, get out of the office type thing just because, you know, we believe in manufacturing that you need to be present and lead and be part of the team and all that stuff. So I think that's where generationally from a gen X to maybe gen Z or millennials where that that's where something that I would have to challenge myself with is because I believe that you should be present and be here and that's changing, <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> so that's kind of hard for someone brings a lunchbox to work every day, you know, <laughs> and right. um, you need to be more open to those ideas and the ability for people to be productive, even though they're not here. So I, I get challenged with that too, you know, for sure. That's why I try to always continue to be open and learn uh, no matter where you are in your career to go out there and get exposed to different ideas and concepts. Like I participate in, in Vistage and go to groups like that uh, to get exposed and like what you guys are doing and providing podcasts. I, I try to stay up to speed on a whole bunch of things as you're making your commute to work because there's time to learn there. And uh, be a lifelong learner. Oh, and that's uh, that is part of your core values, Adam, from from working with you. And uh, that's why I appreciate you so much in that space. What do you got, Mr. Doyle? I see the brain. I see the brain work in there, buddy. And I know it's hard for you yeah. on a Friday, but that's OK. <laughs> it is hard on a Friday, especially after, you know, three o'clock. You know, so as you're obviously well experienced in the in the workforce, seeing he just the called you old, just so you know, Adam. I did. I'm I'm I did. I'm I'm over I'm good with that now I think a little bit. So. <laughs> right. I realize well, I think we're all in the same I, I realize right that. I realize it. Right? So you're experienced in that in that work area in your workforce. How are you seeing Gen Z's help shape your current work environment? One of the things that that the generation Z you know, and it's interesting seeing it in my kids too, is like, even though they might not be um, as sociable at times, you know, where they're talking, like they, they tend to text and, <laughs> and be on apps more and that type of thing. And Snapchat is the way to communicate. Like even with my kids, I, yes. if I want to talk to them, I could send them a text and not get a response and I can send them a snap and get a response, you know, so you and me both, you and me both. It's, it's, we're, I'm glad I know, missed some of that with my kids. We're, we're trying to, you know, that, that's some of the challenge too. I, I'm going off on a tangent to your question here a little bit, but like, even, not really, even within, in our, in our company here, we have baby boomers and we have Gen Z and we can introduce an app, like a recognition software program that is app related. And there's people that 
are baby boomers or late Gen Xers or whatever. And they'll be like, there's no way you're going to get me involved in that because I'm not going to participate. You know, I'm not going to have that app on my phone or I'm not going to, I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of, you have to be willing to adapt with those different variables from Gen Z to baby boomers and how we can get them engaged in those different activities. And a lot of times when it's web-based or app-based, we often introduce it to the organization. And then we say, if you have any issues with this at all, make sure that you contact someone, your supervisor or your human resources person to help you get through the, that activity. But in addition to that, so the power, I think with, with Gen Z, from what I understand too, is just learning more about it is even though, like I said, I was saying that they might not appear to be very social, but yet I see it with my kids too, where they have their, I'll call it a tribe mm-hmm. of group of friends that are very like loyal to each other. As a company, you need to think about what kind of impact are you having on that one individual that might enter into your organization and how much power they have in spreading either their good experience or their bad experience quickly to their friends or their people or their followers and all that stuff. And so that just provides a lot more importance to how we, how we've changed in, you know, onboarding people and how we advertise, how we have our different programs that we roll out, how we communicate, what we're doing as far as technology and all those things uh, is something that we all need to consider when we're going through that. That's very cool. Right. Cause you have, yeah, if you got four generations, you have four different behavioral, right. Four different experiences of, and, and subsets of that, of generational behaviors and common sense. Yeah. You know, one of the shows we had early on in season one was we talked about common sense. It's not all the same types. Us growing up, not you, Steve, but us older folks. Growing <laughs> up. And you experienced right, with, that we experienced with the boom box and having to put all those D cell batteries into that boom box to have the cassette tapes work. Um, there was no Walkman yet. There wasn't any of those things, right? We could still work on our own cars. Um, we had those opportunities to learn differently and not have to worry about that. And just because, you know, my kids are 25 and 23. So right on the cusp of that, gen, right at the beginning of that Gen Z scenario, provided them opportunities to go work in shops. They didn't like it, but we provided them opportunities, but they just learned differently. You know, my youngest son, I think his freshman year, he bought books at school. After that, everything was digital. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? I have no idea how you go through college all digitally with no hard copy books to highlight. Now that poof, blow my mind. Right. So being able to take that into an organization and, and, execute and implement and work instructions and job flow and travelers and know we want to eliminate the paper and we're going to log in at the computer. It's like, oh my gosh, all of that to deal with from your position, Adam, it's got to be a, uh, a freaking nightmare at times. It's fun. It's fun, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, I am not tied to any corporate brand or corporate entity anymore where I get to say freaking yeah. nightmare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it feels that way some days for sure. <clears throat> you know, we just implemented a new ERP software here, went through ERP implementation. Yeah, there's certainly some frustration and then you have to have patience and you have to have understanding. And then sometimes what seems to be the problem isn't the problem. 
I think um, it's important to ask questions and make sure that people feel comfortable coming to anybody in the organization and ask questions so you're able to figure out what the real problems are and then and then fix them with their input and help um, and get the buy-in from all generations and whoever's working there. There's certainly trying times associated with that, but that's where some of the most rewarding uh, experiences come into play is when you when you're challenged. <laughs> Absolutely, it moves you out of your comfort zone and creates creates a much stronger win at the end of the day when you're done with it. I mean, you just look at what we accomplished collectively back with Busaris when we were there, and thinking how the hell are we ever going to get 25, 26, 27 units out the door, whatever the number was, go through a complete factory rebuild. At the same and do all those things. Was it easy? No. Was it fun? Yes. Uh, was it stressful? Yes. Were there arguments? Yes. But at the end of the day, it was it was awesome to be part of that and go through those experiences. Yeah. And the one thing you know, as far as attracting people to manufacturing, what I think, or skilled labor in particular, because you know we're certainly just like any other organization where we're struggling on. Um, the front of labor availability, wage pressure, knowing that after like to go to, to go to universities or go to colleges now and the, the economic, the economics aren't starting to make sense there almost like that's so expensive Mm -hmm. that, you know, maybe we have the opportunity to get back to manufacturing. Um, And, and then it's up to us to make sure that there's a good environment for people to get exposed to when they do want or consider doing it is, is going to be important. I've got one client right now in the construction space. They're paying general laborers, just not, not framers, not specialty folks, uh, 18 to $24 an hour, just to be general labor on the site to pick up stuff. That's here. We're not in Detroit. We're not in the high affluent area of Detroit there, my friend. Yeah, we are. Uh, we are North of that. Yeah. Um, here at Millerburn, we're kind of in a unique situation for proximity, I'd say. So we're we're an hour away from Minneapolis. So we're on, we're on the outskirts. More it's it's small town, a lot of farming. So we don't we don't compete necessarily or have the wages of being in the city, but yet we need to try to figure out how we attract people from the east. And, the, yep. and on the West, it's more rural. So we're kind of caught, right? right. And then we're, we're transitioning from maybe small company to mid-sized company too. So that's all changing on us too, that we need to consider. And it's been, it's been uh, fun to work through those challenges. Like, and, and our retention's been challenged too. Uh, we, we've uh, lost a lot of people in the last year, um, just yep. from the, you know, people trying to decide what they're going to do or what they, where they want to work. Um, so we've been putting extra effort on the orientation and onboarding of people. We have a playbook now for retention. <laughs> so but that's important. Awesome. Yeah, it is important actually. Yeah. Very important. The way we decided that is we've been on a safety journey here at Millerburn, where we've been making significant improvements in safety uh, on our recordable incident rate. We use that as kind of the thresholds or the, the goals. And year over year, over the last three or four years, we've been taking action and putting in certain um, programs in place with the expectation that 
those actions are going to drive results. And it's like, well, maybe we should do that same thing with retention because that is that's just as important to any company right now. Uh, probably the number one thing for us is when we bring people on board that they they stick. And so we implemented buddy programs now, um, you know, training checklists, which a lot of companies have. But the buddy part of it, we're going to be re- recognizing the buddies, assigning buddies. So if they're able to onboard people and the people give them a good review when they're done through their 90 days, then they get some recognition uh, from the company too. So trying all different kinds of things on the retention piece uh, side, as well as selection process and training too. Um, So a number of things we have identified. Are you keeping the buddies at peer level, like a similar roles? Are they different parts of the organization? And are they also bridging that generational gap? Um, like if you had an older, let's just say you hire a Gen X machinist and you got a younger millennial that's in that role or in that similar department, are you asking that gen, that millennial to be the buddy of that Gen X guy to come in to teach and train the culture as well? Or how are you guys, how are you guys doing that math or manipulation or pairing? Yeah, I don't think we're to that level yet. I mean, okay. this is where we've been starting this off in the last probably six months or so. And we kind of kicked it off without a, like a real strong, like change management process. We just felt like we had to started. do it fast. Yeah. Yep. So we just started. And then from there, we're, we're in the, like the definition phase of okay, we said that we're having buddies and we assign these buddies. And then now we're at the point of this is what a buddy is and this is what it means to us. So for us, it's not necessarily like the person that's going to train the person in their role necessarily, but it's someone who, who is that will share with that employee, the benefits and the, just the, the, the good, the goodness that comes out of working at Millerbird. <laughs> so we're an EOS company. Um, okay. and we, so we have our values mm-hmm. and this is, you know, I've worked at a half dozen different companies and this is, and not all of them, they all, they all have their values, but some of them don't talk about them as much, or they're not, you know, you might see them the first day, you might see them on the website, you might see them on the wall, but then after that, you never talk about them again. That's ice, not, tea, ice tea comes to mind, Adam. Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> at least I remember iced tea. So um, that's one of them that I remember now, And I can recite ours very well because we talk about them frequently they're part of our interview process. They're part of our onboarding process. They're part of our review process and they're part of our recognition process. So what are they? So they're great reputation every day, loyal United working together, respectful, humble with confidence and positive attitude solutions oriented. So those are the, those are the four, there are four of them, but kind of grouped nice. together. They're kind of grouped into another lump sum. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, that's, you know, when we're interviewing people, I just had a couple interviews these last days, Gen X baby boomer. So, and, and that's what I try to sell, uh, not sell, but um, explain to that. <laughs> well, it is, it is a selling point. It is selling. True, true. It is, it is, is um, you know, like there's not a lot of companies that you can go into. They have them, but you know, as far as experience them and like, you know, even when we bring people on board and they're here for a couple months, he's like, they're like, man, I'm surprised that, or 
it's unusual to experience like what you say is actually what I, what I feel or what I experience when I come into the organization. And I think that helps across generations. Right? Absolutely. Congratulations. That's yes. Huge. That's say a big win you, just right there. Do what you say, yeah. you know? Yeah. That is, that is spectacular that you guys have that much that you've created that environment as such. Cause like you said, yeah, there's many organizations. They, they put them on the wall, they plaster them. They're there to look good to pass the ISO certification or make another customer feel good. Yep. But nobody's even close to living them out or at least, using them as a decision point in, in what they should do every day. So yeah, yeah, whatever. Integrity. Ah, don't worry about it. We'll send that out. If it's a bad problem, if it's a problem, the customer will tell, let us know. No, no, that's not how this works. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're, we, we, we want the buddies to be someone, what I feel like is important for people um, entering in the organization. And I would especially say like our business is we, we make a, uh, traffic lighting and um, sign structures and rings and cylinders and airfield ground lighting. But some of the manufacturing experience that people might have coming into here is very different than what they experience here just because of the size. Now, Brad and I, <laughs> from working at Basiris, you can come into here and it, it isn't as intimidating, but for a lot of people that work in plastics or medical devices in the cities area here, and they come to Millerburn and they see the overhead cranes and the space and the size of the parts, and they're like, whoa, it's, it's intimidating and overwhelming. You know, like I, I don't, I've experienced different, so it wasn't right. that way for me, but I've, <laughs> I've heard it from other people that have, and came into the organization that is intimidating and then coming in and not knowing people is also can is uncomfortable so the the idea around the buddy system is that buddy is the person to really explain and help them feel good about deciding to come and work at Millerburn because we have our values and we follow our values we listen to our employees and we also communicate with them. We have monthly all employee meetings and we are consistent in explaining where our business is at, where we want to be, what our goals are for the year and how that translates to what, how we need people to help us get there. And I think that's really helped us a lot, getting people aligned and also helping the leaders that are responsible for production to help them get the message across, you know, that right. they're not hearing it first or they're not, they're, they're not having to translate everything that, that it's all supported through this communications plan that we have organizationally. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic and huge, especially for actually for everyone, for, for all employees. Yeah. And it's kudos to you guys for, for laying that out. I'm just looking at the, yeah, you're in a, you're in a tough, you're kind of in that weird spot that top here of of where from a like you said from a location perspective of where you're drawing from and how to draw it's like okay it's far enough out to have that opportunity to have that much structure and to live those things um you guys should be very very proud of what you've accomplished because yeah. you're in a very 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 minute minority to do those things and you continue to promote and do those things people will find you because of those because of those pieces, because of the buddy system, because they've told everybody, hey, it's been fun working here. Hey, come on out. Let's move. Let's hell, let's get out of the city life and let's come over here and let's do this instead. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be in downtown Minneapolis or Bloomington to go 
have an enjoyable career. You don't have to work at 3M or whatever and deal with all that because you got a different environment by you guys. Yeah. And I think that's uh, also some fun part of it. It reminds me the culture and experience that I'm going through um, at Millburn right now here to the one that you explained, Brad, you know, in those Basiris days where we're growing and had the ability to, you know, do a lot of cool things and implement a lot of cool things. And um, like we're, we're even because of the, the need for employment, we recognize that maybe the housing isn't adequate within Winstead. So our owner is working hard to, um, you know, conjure up some interest and development here so we can just, it's, you know, thinking that if we provide or help create the initiative around growing the community, that it ultimately, you know, help us achieve our goals as a company as well. Um, So that's been kind of neat to be a part of that you can impact more than just out, just out, just more than just outside of the four walls here uh, at the company. So, so very cool. Yeah. So with all of that said and all the great things you guys are doing, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how could they do that? Yeah. So I am on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, Adam Schrank, uh, work at Miller Burned. I also, uh, yeah, I'm not, not crazy big at social media. So that's really the extent of, of Adam Schrank out there. <laughs> um, I do, I, I am on Instagram, but that's like more for, uh, like, uh, being connected to the hunting and fishing world, you know, so right, but, but hunting and fishing world <laughs> likes to, you know, there are kids that love to hunt and fish. They're looking for jobs. In yeah. The and we, and we also have a welding school here too, as well. So, um, people that come into the organization, they have the opportunity to apply for our welding school and we conduct, um, uh, Thursdays and Fridays, they're paid to go through this program and, you know, it's similar to Basiris and Komatsu. They have welding schools as well. I went through the one at Basiris or at that time, and it was just, it was so cool to go through and learn how to do that. And it's one of the skills that if you are able to grasp onto it and learn it, no one can ever take that away from you. You've learned a skill that is valuable anywhere right now, right? I mean, anywhere around just, the world. Yeah, yeah, it's huge. So um, it's a great opportunity to take advantage of that if uh, if that happens. So yeah, otherwise at MillerburnMFG.com is the other uh, where we have our um, openings and everything on there. So that'd be a way to contact us. All right, very cool. Um, congratulations on your success, Adam, and what you're being what you're what you're being part of and creating there at your organization. And they're lucky to have you. And, and hopefully they recognize how lucky they are to have you and, and your leadership skills and development and, and willingness to teach, educate, listen, be that servant leader. Um, you are truly a uh, one of the guys I enjoyed working with uh, the most as, as I went through my career. And I appreciate everything you do today to continue on that manufacturing traditions because it's so important to the Midwest to keep that and, and, and reshore and keep those things here so we don't have to run into these problems. So thank you for what you and your, your leadership team do. Thank you. I, and I appreciate the opportunity to be on and talk to you guys. It's always a learning experience, you know, as long as you take on those new challenges, right? <laughs> Expose Wait. yourself to different things is uh, important. So thank you, Brad. And thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. All right. Till next time, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Blue Collar BS, brought to you by Vision Forward Business Solutions and Professional Business Coaching, Inc. 
If you'd like to learn more on today's topic, just reach out to Steve Doyle or myself, Brad Herta. Please like, share, rate, and review this show as feedback is the only way we can get better. Let's keep blue-collar businesses strong for generations to come.